just gonna go for it. Hello and welcome <laughs> from Italy. <laughs> this is Put This In Your Carry On. I'm Chris. I'm Caroline. We're coming to you from Lecce, Italy. Mm-hmm. Our third stop. Is it third? Fourth stop, maybe. Mm-hmm. We've been driving down the west. Nope, we've been driving down the east coast of Italy next to the Adriatic Sea for the past 10 days or so. Yeah, just about. Flew into Treviso, which is near um, the city that is sinking, named Venice. Yep. <laughs> and then we went to Bologna. Let's talk Bologna. Well, first, we should back up. Oh. And say goodbye to Lil Z. Oh, yeah. <laughs> K-Man had our first uh, future insurance claim on our rental car from Crete. Woo-woo. Lil Z. Well, also, after that drive that we talked about in our last episode, turns out Lil Z had a, had a battle scar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. By, so, by way of a leak in the tire. Yeah, so there's a tire leak. After the drive to the beach, <laughs> that like we a couple days after. Yeah, but I filled up the tire once, yeah. thinking that maybe it was just low because I could understand why. We pummeled it, <laughs> and then it was low again. It was flat, so we basically limped our way to a gas station, filled it up with air, then went to a, a tire shop where they fixed it in like ten minutes. Yeah, it was like I felt like we were. It was like the NASCAR pit crew. Yeah. I rolled in and I said, hey, we got a leaky. I got a bad leg. And I said, okay, Nick, come here. And he just lifted up the car, took off the tire. While it, I was in it. While I was in the yeah, car. Put, I was put, like, put, oh, this is happening. You're doing, <laughs> you're doing this. We don't even have to do a dance. You're just going to take care of this right now. He put it in some water, figured out what the leak was, plugged it up real quick. And uh, it was like seven euro or something. (laughs) I was shocked. I mean, we were just glad we found a place because there's no like pet boys or AutoZone in (laughs) Greece. So we were just like (laughs) trying to, after a couple stops, somebody, oh no, we didn't even get to where that guy had, we thought we told him. We We found something on on Google. And then I thought it was going to be like. I don't know, hundreds of euro. I was just preparing in my head. Like, well, we need a tire, so whatever it is, we just have to do this. Right. And then I was used to in the States where you take your car in and they're like, well, it's this and you should maybe... Six other things are wrong. Yeah, you should probably also go to the dermatologist. And, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Nope. That's... Uh, if you ever want to get a tire fixed, do it in Greece because it works. It's way more efficient. Mm-hmm. than t- any tire shop or a car repair shop I've been to in America. So that's one thing they've got us on big time. So we fixed that and we were like, whew. Yeah. Rental company, they're not going to know that. anything. Yeah. We roll in and they're like, eh, just scratch on your bumper. We were like. Somebody looked like when somebody was parallel parking behind us or something, scraped our bunker, our bumper, oh, our bumper <laughs> and uh, drove off. So uh, Lil Z got docked for that one. Oh, well, he's still... I just wanted to pay him respects. No, I appreciate that. Uh, He deserves them. We put him through a long 10 days in Crete. And now we've got a new car nicknamed Bumble. Yeah, we don't like Bumble as much. It's a Fiat. 
Not a cute little one. No, it's a. It's like it would be called Zip if it was the cute little one. <laughs> it's <but> a small. <laughs> it's Bumble. It's a sort of like a small SUV that is real jerky and just terrible. Terrible reviews for a Fiat, uh, yeah. medium size Fiats here. We flew from Hania Crete to Treviso. That was about a. F- no, I'm thinking of Edinburgh to Athens. It was not a long flight. No, it was like an hour. So nothing to say about that. I have nothing. Nope. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get to sit together again. So it was like, hope to see you again, honey. Yeah. I'm going. I'm, I'm boarding on the back. You're boarding on the front. Right. If we go down, I'll toss you a peace sign from the front of the plane. <laughs> True love. <laughs> and then our first stop, about it was like a two-hour drive. Yeah. Was to Bologna. Yeah. Uh, it's in. A, it's like. A, it's sort of in the middle top of Italy, northern part, and it's got it's famous for not bologna. They made it very clear, but they do have uh, mortadella, mm-hmm. which is a type of meat, um, big food region of Italy. Basically, a lot of different meats, wines, breads, and cheeses come from all over that place. Yeah, that's the Emilia Romagna region, which also has Parmesan cheese, oh. prosciutto di Parma. A ton of good pastas and balsamic, balsamic vinegar. vinegar. Let's talk about that. Caroline found a sweet um, balsamic vinegar. What would you call that? A farm? It's like a. It has a name that is based off of the Italian word for vinegar, which I can't think of right now. Okay. So this guy that runs a place, his grandfather started it up. Or his great grandfather, I can't remember. Uh-huh. And he's been uh, he's been doing it for a while, and he taught us the difference. He was on, actually featured on Discovery Channel's "How Did This Get Made?" I think, or something. Not "How Did This Get Made?" Uh, not, we had not heard how that. stuff works, or what, what is no? What's the name of that show that he's? I think on? it's "How Did This How Does This Get Made?" I Whatever. can't remember. Yeah, but um, it's balsamic vinegar is a whole new animal here we didn't know if you don't know now you know yeah it's not what you buy in the grocery store these are like well it's in the, so it's in the town like i'd say 30 ish minutes drive from bologna is the town is of modena it's it's famous for famous that town's famous for balsamic, balsamic vinegar. yeah so we were like oh cool i just had heard of it and i was like i don't know how balsamic vinegar is made we're here let's let's do this and then we learned. Found out a lot of grocery store balsamic vinegars that you would maybe cook with. Basically throw vinegar and... Uh... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I hope that heard, got picked up. I've just got heard some, a weird scream. Got some stomach growling going on. Oh, that was you? Yeah. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> 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 a lot of balsamic vinegars just put vinegar with... Uh, what were the other? Just... Like coloring and preservatives and half of it's not even, it's just, they bottle it in Moderna, but it's not really right. made there. Traditional balsamic vinegar is made just with grapes. Yeah. Uh, which is which is crazy. Um, the barrels are left open. It's aged in oak barrels, which give it the, like the color. Uh, and the specific place that we went to to see where they make it, uh, Pierce Brosnan has his own balsamic uh, line of barrels ready to go uh mark zuckerberg 
I think as a barrel or was I there. I don't think he, I think he just visited and they were like, look. Yeah. But it was a very, um. Pierce Brosnan appreciates. Oh yeah, he knows fine. Mark Zuckerberg was just there because, I think. Yeah. That's how I like to think about it. It was, well, yeah, and this, the story the guy said, he was like, he kept trying to explain to us the difference between like what you get in the grocery store and what is like, quote unquote, not quote unquote, what is traditional balsamic vinegar of Modena, which is, means it, it's 100% grapes. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, when Mark, Zuck- when Mark Zuckerberg came, he was he asked him, you know what balsamic vinegar is? And Mark Zuckerberg was like, yeah, I use it every day. And he was like, what? No, you don't. And yeah. that's because like a very, traditional balsamic. a very small bottle of traditional pure, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. is like 40, 40 euro, euro minimum. For 100 centiliters, I believe. Yeah, for like a little bit. And it's because it takes, there's a lot more care that goes into it. They yeah. Had, he showed us. It takes 12 to 15 years really to get a good bottle of it. I mean, not one good bottle, but to get a good batch. That's yeah. how long it ages for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there's a lot of transferring of. Vinegar the, from barrel the grape, to barrel. The. Not vinegar. It's the grape, uh, the grape juice. Yeah. They have like what's called like a battery and it's like six progressively smaller barrels that they move it around to like age it and let it do its thing yeah and they use the same barrels over and over and over again which gives it certain flavor they had a barrel there from like 1512 yeah 1512 or something they were still using it to make balsamic yeah but it's like very this was it like i mean i think they showed that like pierce brosnan was there for uh just to, not to like to show off, but just because that doesn't happen very often. Right. But it was a very like no frills, like you wouldn't even, it wasn't like a big factory at all. The guy who runs the place gave us the tour. It was just the two of oh, us. Yeah. He like has the barrels like up in an attic. They're just like covered with, Yeah. you don't like, not like a wine barrel that you cork, cork it. No. You just like put a little cloth over the top, just to, like keep bugs out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but it was—it just seemed like very. I mean, it was—it's like family, still felt mom and pop, family yeah. owned and operated. Yeah. Um, and the tour was free. Yeah, he's making good money if he's selling that stuff. But uh, it was a real small, small scale production. No plan to get any bigger. It's just what he does. Uh, we walked in. The first thing he did, just to give you an idea of the quality of this balsamic vinegar, he gave us vanilla ice cream. Gelato. Yeah, it was not gelato. the same. Chris is not like does not really believe <laughs> that gelato is a masterpiece. <laughs> it is not ice cream. It is not the same thing as ice cream. I'm gonna be obnoxious. Caroline, you might be able to tell, is on the other boat where she believes it is something special. It is divine. Um, I believe it's made differently. So, he, but they put balsamic vinegar on this vanilla ice cream, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Like it worked. Perfectly. Yeah. Well, he told us a traditional. This we're talking traditional. Yeah. Here. So we did a like a Which tasting of like thicker. He was like, "Here's like a medium, just like what you would if you're like at Kroger and you think you're being fancy and you get like a slightly maybe like a ten dollar bottle of balsamic." He was like, "Here's just take a little spoonful of this, and mm-hmm. it's like what you would mix with olive oil for a salad." Right. You would never just like take a spoonful of that for. Ice cream. For, to like savor. Yeah. So we're like, okay, I know what this tastes like. I don't really want a spoonful of that. Thank you. Then, well, so it was good balsamic vinegar though. 
Well, yeah, but it was just the yeah. It was like, and then we realized what traditional where where he was coming from when we started tasting the good stuff. Yeah, which was like pure grapes. It was like very smooth. He's like, you can like take the. It's more something. He was like, you like don't use it as like a almost like a garnish. Like yeah. you know, you know, see like chefs do. Right. It was like you can like put it on like fresh strawberries or figs or gelato, but like just a couple drops is all you need. Or like some people will take like a little teaspoon after dinner as like a digestive yeah. thing. And we were like, "What are you talking about?" And then we had it. And we were like, mm, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, okay, that's real good. Okay, that's real good." And Bologna had uh, interesting. So that that kind of concludes our balsamic vinegar. Um, it's mm-hmm. awesome. We bought a bottle. Yeah. So come visit and maybe we'll spare a few drops because yeah. stuff's like liquid gold. <laughs> maybe. You'll know if we like you if we, if we whip out our Yeah, our whip out the real vinegar. stuff. Um, then, uh, so Bologna's got a lot of really tall square towers. Apparently it was the thing to do back in the 13, 1400s if you were a rich family to build, just to see how tall a tower you could build. For your family and if also uh, for protection yeah it, because if the city was attacked you'd crawl up under your tower go as high as you could and throw bricks down at the mm-hmm. invaders and there's one that's leaning there's two side by side that are the tallest in the city i believe one yeah. you can climb up and caroline did climb up it uh and one is like leaning precariously next to it looking yeah, like it's, it's about the, to fall over it's the i mean they say like you think the Leaning Tower of Pisa is something. It ain't got nothing on our tower. And it's true. I think it's, it is the... They're, they were, they have a couple, like, super, every city's got a superlative of some kind. But they're like, this is the tallest, most leaning medieval tower in all of the land. I yeah, don't know. all the land. And, it's the, and the one next to it is the tallest tower in all of Italy. It is? Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was like... Almost 500 steps up, and it is no joke. I mean, there's some people. I tried to get up to the top, kind of for, like people were like everybody was enthusiastic, and then after like a couple flights, people were like, "Holy moly!" So they were just like, "Go past, move on, go, go on, go past." I've got to recon. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm rethinking my so, life. So yeah, and they have to. They do it in like uh, groups, so they don't. You don't get a bunch of people at the top, but also you can't get all the same can't have people went up and down at the same time it's mm-hmm. very skinny stairs and they are steep so i kind of hoofed it up there and i was struggling and i'm pretty fit yeah and then the day the day or two after i was feeling it <laughs> um but the views are beautiful another nickname for bologna is like they call it la rosa the red because it's got like yeah, red, red they use heat. a lot of red clay, a lot of bricks for their buildings. And they've got a bunch of like porticos, I guess is the word, like covered walkways, sort of. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. A lot of covered walkways around the city. Also yeah. famous for Ducati, the automaker, and uh, was it Lamborghini or Ferrari? I can't remember, but Lamborghini. big sports car town. And has the oldest university in europe oh really uh-huh i didn't know that i could miss that fact yeah yeah very cool italian town nice winding streets a lot of good food everywhere a lot of meat plates of meat and cheese 
Uh, wine's cheap again, which is a big change from the UK. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you can get good bottles of wine for two, three euro here again. Uh, and then we took old Bumble down to start our road trip. Well, continued our road trip down to the coast in a town called Pesaro. 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 Um, which turned out to be a pretty cool place. Mm-hmm. It's the birthplace of the Italian composer Rossini. Rossini, yeah, that's right. Cool town to walk around. Goes right down to the beach. Very musical town. We heard walking around. We heard a lot of people practicing opera and yeah. Piano. Well, there was like a music conservatory, but yeah, yeah, it was very. It was weird to like be like walking down the streets and just hear. Even in our our Airbnb, there was a one night there was a band practicing below us. I think. Oh yeah, that they uh, they needed to go to the music conservatory. Yeah, they needed to practice more. The singer first was not good. Yeah, yeah, but they have a pretty national park by the along the coast, along the Adriatic. Oh yeah, like on one side you see the Adriatic, on the other it's like rolling hills and vineyards. Yeah, a lot of vineyards. It's pretty picturesque. Chris was driving, but also along the way it was just like. Beautiful blue sky, yeah. Vineyard, 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 vineyard. Real easy to hike it. Um, we only stayed there for a couple nights before we head down, uh, and we stayed one night in one of the poorer parts of Italy. We found out, but we stayed with a really cool Airbnb host named David, mm-hmm. who had a miniature statue of the David yeah. in his front lawn. He had a pretty cool house, and uh, I guess on the Airbnb advertisements, he said, "Let me know. I'd love to cook. Let me know if, if you're staying with me. If you want, to, if you want, like request dinner." Yeah. Well, we we were looking. We needed between like the last place we were in and to get further down because we were heading all the way down to the heel of the boot. Yeah, we needed like to break up the driving, so we yeah. kind of just picked this spot, and we were like, oh, "Okay, this is like." Kind of in the middle of nowhere, but we just kind of need a bed. And by then, we were getting into, and where we kind of are now, there's some English, but not a ton. And a lot of, most of the Airbnbs, the descriptions are written in Italian. So you can translate them, obviously, but some of it is like, you don't know if it's translated correctly. So <laughs> yeah. I had, I was re some of it I could kind of, I had been maybe like two weeks before we came here, I was like, I'm going to try and see if I can get my Italian to be useful again. Mm-hmm. So I was doing some Duolingo refreshers. And then I was trying to read the Airbnb stuff in Italian and see how much I knew. And I read it and I was like, I think he's saying that he really likes to cook. And that if you request, he could make lunch or dinner for you. So we requested. So I was like, <laughs> should I just ask him? Yeah. And then he was like, sure. <laughs> and we got there and he I think he kind of lived there but he also worked at a spa like at the next town over so he didn't stay there all the time but we got there around I don't know four or five and he was like and we he like didn't speak any English no, really no yeah I was playing the uh, Caroline was translating between David and me or I would just point my Google Translate at him and have <laughs> have Google talk to him for a bit. Yeah, I'm used to Chris doing the talking or like when we both were 
trying to speak French to people in France, it a lot of the time, like, Chris would get some and I would get some. So between the two of us, we could figure it out. Or if, like, I didn't understand, I just kind of was like, oh, Chris maybe did. But this time, Chris didn't have any... I did not understand. Did not have any background <laughs> in Italian. So sometimes I would just be like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And then realize, I was like, oh, oops, I didn't really catch that. And Chris didn't catch any of it. Yeah. So there were moments where <laughs> maybe things went unsaid. But I think I did a decent job. Yeah. Um... Where am I going with this? Oh, and so then we were asking, like, I wasn't sure how to bring up or to politely be like, so are we getting dinner or what? Right. <laughs> and then Chris was like, put in Google Translate, like, can we, like, pick up ingredients or yeah. wine? He's like, no, I have everything. And then he was showing us, like, here's here's the wild arugula I just picked from my yard that we're going to have in your pasta. And Yeah, he, he uh, went above and beyond the call of duty. Yeah, we had like a traditional like two and a half course. Yeah, Italian dinner. I didn't realize it was two and a half courses because we like he brought because they bring out the pasta first, and I was like, oh, sweet, really good pasta, great, mm-hmm. this was great, thanks, David. And then he was like, and then he wolfed down his pasta and got back up. I was like, man, he wolfed that down fast, and he was like, okay, now I cook the meat. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I should have saved room. Yeah, <laughs> so we had a. In this part of Italy, we were almost on the border, if not already, in the region of Puglia. And uh, they're known for the shape of pasta called orchiette, which is like the little, means like little ear. Yeah. You would know it if you see it, people. (laughs) Um, But like Bologna had different types of pasta specific to the region, and this one, and Puglia does too. And he was like, this is... This is traditional pasta from the region, and now I'm going to make you a meat, and here's local wine and local cheese and local bread. And yeah. we're like, great. Amazing. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> then he had to go to work. Yeah. So that worked out well. That mm-hmm. We were kind of going in there being like, this is this could be really weird. Yeah. This guy lives by himself, and he's got a statue of David in his... Yeah. It was, I've seen a lot of movies where this doesn't end well. Yeah. But he was super friendly... And cool guy. Yeah. We even took a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do that with every Airbnb host. No. And then we moved on. And <laughs> mm-hmm. our next spot was Trullo. in a Trullo, which if you'd never heard of, I don't blame you. I saw it on TV one time, but they're little cone huts, cone shaped huts. Yep. Small, like small gray stones make the stone huts. You can check you can check out some of our pictures hashtag #ptiyco on mm-hmm. Instagram just to get an idea of what we're talking about here. Yeah. So I had seen I don't know when years ago some TV show that was like somebody traveling in Italy in and I saw these little huts and I was like those are so fun. <laughs> and then I bookmarked them and now it's a reality. I was like let's <laughs> let's go there and stay in one. So on the way there we stopped and we stopped at like what's the sort of the touristy Trullo town mm-hmm. um it's like unesco protected blah 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 it's just, just a bunch of trulos yeah a bunch of trulos it's like a little trulo city and there were traditionally well i guess that at one point was was a city it's not like they just made it for tourism right but, but no locals really live there anymore unless right. they're running the tourist shops yeah but 
more of them now, which we saw like driving through the countryside because we didn't stay in the town. We stayed like 30 minutes away. They're just like dotted all along the roads. It's like part of farms. Yeah, it was the thing to do. And we learned that it was because when the tax man came along, they used to tax... Um, well, what they think they were for is they used to tax by property by like the number of dwellings. And so whenever they saw the tax man coming down the road, these houses, they could take apart really quick. All of a sudden, 30 dwellings is only 10 dwellings, so they don't have to pay as much. And then the tax man leaves and they throw back, <laughs> throw their houses back up. Yeah. Like they're kind of like stone teepees, mm-hmm. but some of them were also just used as like little huts for like farmers or like storage they also use them for they would live and store stuff in them um but they're really fun looking and it's like you're like in a little hobbit yeah it was kind of like a hobbit they say really cool (laughs) so we stayed in one (laughs) we stayed in one um well it was like connected to a couple of yeah usually they're kind of like little like trulo compounds yeah (laughs) yeah um, so we stayed in a little B&B and found out it's kind of like living in a cave. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're made of stone and they have solid roofs. So there's not really any windows. <laughs> right. <laughs> nope. No windows. Nope. And they get really, really cold. Um, and while we were there, we also went an hour and a half drive away to a town called Matera. 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 Yeah. Which uh, is about 12,000 years old, I believe, since people started settling there near a beautiful river gorge. Mm-hmm. And the city looks amazing. It's, it was feature, it's featured in a lot of, just to give you an idea, a lot of movies filmed there that want to be, want to look like they're in Jerusalem back when Jesus was around. Like Passion of the Christ was filmed mm-hmm. there and several other movies that were supposed to be around that time frame because it has that look and feel to it it just looks it's looks amazing uh and it's got a pretty storied past most recently um they are going to be the 2019 cultural what is it cultural village of cultural capital of europe cultural capital of europe um and these people they had a lot they went through like some really tough times up until even the 1950s they had people living in extreme poverty poverty in, in caves uh, basically, it's another place where uh, the farmers that first moved there found that they could easily carve into the rocks because it was soft rock and make caves. So that's why it became a, a big dwelling, um, I guess, a couple thousand years ago when the farmers came. But even before then, there were people living there since they found remains from eight or 9,000 B.C. Yeah, it's like one of the, it's like the, one of the oldest civilizations yeah people when people came over they thought oh this is a good place to settle yeah so it had it had like its heyday that people were living there fine until i guess there was some there was some issues that led to extreme poverty uh they moved a lot of a lot of people moved out and some sort of trading capital moved to a different city and a lot of people were just left there but the city now looks still incredible because it hasn't really been spoiled by tourism or anything yeah well yeah they're they're um kind of trying to re not rebuild it but give it a little bit of a facelift because it was like they called it like the shame of italy because in the yeah in like the 50s and the 60s the there was like a 
I think it was a reporter or somebody went and wrote a book about it and like basically revealed how terrible the living conditions were and they were like finally we need to do something about this then Mm -hmm. there was some more history and time behind that and now where it is it's no longer in that stage but it still looks I mean you can't there's no unless you like knocked the whole thing down there'd be no way to transform no it's winding streets everywhere up on like a lot of elevation changes and there's a lot of caves that have just been bricked up Mm-hmm. A lot of like, there's holes and that you can just kind of look in and it's just like what what's going on in there? What used to be in there? But everything, mm-hmm. a lot of things are bricked up um, on some parts of the town. Called the Sassy is the old town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really cool, worth a visit, worth a day trip for sure. Yeah, the history was. It's just it's one of those things that once you hear about the history and see it, you're like, why did I never knit like. Why did I never so know about this? About now, because it got, became nominated as a city of culture, a lot of money and work is going into it. It's coming. It'll in the next couple of years. I expect a big tourist boom, and that as long as Italy stays afloat in that city. Yeah. So, Matera, Matera, Matera. Um, we had three nights in our Trullo, which was a little. It was a being. A legit B&B, so we did have a little breakfast in the morning, Italian breakfast, mm-hmm. coffee and cakes and fruit out in a, he had a like, pretty little garden, cute dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always a plus for me. Yep. And then we drove to Lecce, which is where we are now. Yep. We're in Lecce. Uh, we're meeting some friends here soon. We're coming, so we're heading back. I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but we're heading back to the United States in less than a week. No, tomorrow. On the twenty ninth of May. So out of Rome. So we're seeing some friends here, and then we're gonna fly uh, to Rome and then head back. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this might this is probably second to last maybe podcast from Europe. Hmm. <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed <laughs> the travels thus far. If you're just tuning in, <laughs> you've got like eight months of delightful stories to go back to. Excellent. You can slowly see us uh, become the travelers that we are now. Yeah. Um, Leche. So far, so good. Just got back from a cool little uh, old part of the city where there's an amphitheater. Mm-hmm. Roman, Roman amphitheater. amphitheater. Yep. Um, very neat. Never been to this part of the boot heel of, of Italy. And also a part you don't really hear about. Mm-mm. So, um, it should be fun. Either way, we'll let you know. Either way, we'll let you know. <laughs> Thanks for saving that one. All right. Catch you next time. Ciao.